Hello everybody, welcome to One Drink, the podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. I almost looked at my notes right there to see what my name was. But on our history show today, we are featuring January 15th to January 21st. Yes, there's no better way to start your week off than learning some cool, crazy history. It's it's my favorite way to start off to start off our week. Yeah. You know, that's for sure. Um, and you know that it brings me to a quote mm-hmm. that I like. And if you're interested in quotes, be sure to stay tuned on Wednesday for our full-length show. Yeah, we'll go over the origins of a bunch of different quotes. <clears throat> and you will like it. Watch it all the way to the end. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but the the quote that I like that I say to myself often um, is that you you won't you can't know where you're going mm-hmm. until you know where you've been. This is true. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I know I've said that a, a few t- at least a few times on this show. Yep. But it, it just it rings so true because. The only way that you can move forward and advance yourself and your life and whatever mm-hmm. is from knowing where you've been. True. You know, so if we can know where people have been, then we can know where we're going. And it's not a, it's not only people that we discuss. We discuss oh, all oh, sorts yeah. of oh, yeah. things. Just like it, just like on January 19th, 1915, neon lighting. Ooh. Changed the game. Did it. That's for sure. Yeah. George Claude receives his U.S. patent for his invention of the neon light. It was an instant worldwide sensation. Oh. Crazy. I mean, this dude, if he kept the patent, especially back then. Oh, yeah. Imagine. Boatloads of money. I mean, when that really caught on, I mean, you think, you know, Vegas and. and oh, and, my and, God. I mean, just restaurants alone, restaurants and bars alone, the yeah. amount of lights that yeah. everybody makes neon lights. Unfortunately, with, you know, the, the rise in LEDs, yeah. it's, you know, neons are becoming sort of an antique now. That is true. Um, but I have a few, personally, at my house. Um, and they're so sweet, oh, though. They're awesome. They're expensive, though. And the thing is, is now, since it's kind of like neon lighting, and I, 1915? I know. I can't believe that they're almost 100 years old. So do you think that, like, those will slowly become, like, antiques? Or are they already antiques? I don't think that they're all re- well. I mean, if they're old enough to be, you know, if they're right. one of you know some of the early ones. But I mean, they won't make them anymore. You know what I mean? It'll whittle, it'll whittle, whittle down to yeah. you know maybe a handful of companies in the country that still right. make and or repair them, unless it makes like a mm-hmm. comeback. And there's already not very many people that can repair them or that can fix them. Yeah, those anymore. are they're expensive. It's yeah, and they're it's rare that people can still fix them. I know. You know what I mean? Because everybody's just switching, you know, so they break now and now people are just tossing them, them out and just get a new LED one. So Oh man, it would be they'll be so, they'll be rare one day. Yeah. You know? They'll it be, would be so cool to get a neon lighting mm-hmm. one drink podcast. Not the LED lights that you can snap together, mm-hmm. but like Yeah, yeah. The but old I mean school neon lights. Oh man. That might have to do a little research on that. That would cost a fortune. We might have to do a little research on that. But yeah, neon lighting, 1950. That's crazy. I'm going to take us a little further back. Okay. I'm going to go to January 17th, 1773. Whoa. Uh, The ship Resolution, sailing under Captain James Cook, became the first vessel to cross the Antarctic Circle. Mm. Back then it was huge. Dude, in the 1700s? Yeah. I mean, you're talking wooden ships with sails and some some, some rowers. And I mean, ships that were built like t- 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 you know, right, right, hand carved. Like <laughs> it's the Ar- the Antarctic Circle, though, freezing cold, no heat. 
on these ships. Like, I, I don't... Why would you ever volunteer to go on this ship? And, like, so we have codes. So back then, I'm assuming they were like, we need to find 20 bears right. to <laughs> right. put on us. <laughs> But then, you know, then you're getting wet. Oh, just and even one drop. Yeah. Would just feel like a... Right, but then you're staying there in a soaking wet bear skin, like... Just beer... Miserable, beer, dude. Just iced. <laughs> miserable. You never get warm. <laughs> it gets so heavy. Right. Right. And everybody, oh everybody's, everybody's just frozen underneath. My beard is weighing me down. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, <clears throat> hey... Cheers to those guys. No, yeah, that's cool. No friggin' thanks, man. I don't even want to go there now. No. I would never On a heated boat in a cabin with shorts on. No. I'm good. You step outside, you're just like, oh, Ooh. no. No. You just... Oh. <laughs> the door opens that much. I just pull the shade <laughs> yeah. down a little... Oh, yep, looks cold out there. <laughs> you get cold just looking outside. Right, text me when we get home. <laughs> I'll be in here. Uh, so we're going to go to January 19th, 1825. Tin canning. Like putting things in a can? Yeah, yeah. Before it was always in a jar? Well, the first U.S. patent for preserving food in tin cans is granted. Thomas Kensa had originally been preserving food in glass jars, hmm. but they were subjected to break. And so him and his father-in-law, Ezra, cool name. Cool name. Obtained a patent for storing food in tin cans and set up a small canning plant on the waterfront selling America's first Hermetically yeah. sealed fish, fruits, vegetables, and meat. Huh. That's pretty cool. Right. That's pretty cool. That's a long time ago to do that. Never too. even thought of it. Like, I knew that they did the jars, but yeah, it drops, it breaks. It's right. a can. Yep. Well, plus you can't really, like, get the air out of the, you know what I mean? Like, how do right. you get the air out of, a, out of a glass jar, too? It's just cans, I'm just assuming, hold it just so much better. Tin That's pretty cool. 200 years ago. Two hundo. Yeah. It's a long time. Ezra. It's it's funny because, like, you and me have never come up with anything, like, substantial to the world. <laughs> Not yet. But, and we're living in a society where literally anything is possible. Right? It is. These people were, you know, like, they still had, like, grass roots. And, and it's crazy, yeah. too, so, like... And they're coming up with all this, all this cool shit. These two people in the U.S., right? And back then, there was still a shit ton of people. Yeah. These two people, you know, they're like, you don't know if a million other people are doing this. You right. know, are thinking this. Right. There's a million, billion other people doing podcasts, mm -hmm. right? For them, they were like, oh, a tin can. Let's. Yeah. They acted quick. Yeah. You know, do it. Yep. Think it, do it. Yep. It's crazy. Good for them. Yeah. But, I mean, do you, I have tin can food here, like beans and. My pantry is full of cans. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's from these two guys. And you can also... Can't you store... Don't they stay stored longer? Yes. Yep. Yep. So if you were in a bunker... Oh, yeah. Tin can after tin can. Three beers. Eating some beans. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> it. All right, I'm going to bring us back a little more recent now. Uh, January 17th, 1966. Mm. A hydrogen bomb accident... Accident? Accident. Mm. The hydrogen bomb accident occurred over uh, Pal Palomar. Here we go again. Tell me Palomar's, Pal Palomaris, mm -hmm. sure, Palomaris, Spain, as an American B-52 jet 
collided with its refueling plane. Oh. In the air. Eight crewmen were killed, and the bomber then released the hydrogen bomb into the Atlantic Ocean. Oh my god. Oops. What an accident. Big oops. Wow. Poof. Oops. And just imagine what that bomb did to just, like, I don't know if it, I'm, I'm assuming it went off. Of course. Because they dropped it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and even if it didn't go off, then what? There's an undetonated hydrogen bomb at the bottom of the ocean? That's, yeah. Poof. That's a lot of dead fish. <laughs> that probably played havoc on the ecosystem Easily. The ocean around. And that could have changed, you know. Everything. Yeah. Everything. It's crazy. Um, so January 21st, first, first, January 21st, <laughs> 1959, um, Alfalfa. Yeah. From the Little Rascals. He was killed in a fight oh. over 50 bucks. What? Yeah. The American uh, child actor Carl Switzer, who played Alfalfa in The Little Rascals, is shot to death after allegedly attacking a man with a knife during an argument over $50. Wow! Mm -hmm. So I did one on Buckwheat. Yeah. My man Buckwheat! Um, he actually died wow. on the same day he got hired, which yep. was kind of cool and ironic. But, um, you know, this was unfortunate. But his legacy will live on forever for the simple fact that if I woke up and had this in my head, right? what do you call it? Alfalfa. Yeah, 100%. Never. He's going to be remembered forever. Yeah. See, he's a hairstyle. Yeah. Forever. And I cool. just remember that show. Remember, they just Oh, yeah. That. This is that the one, one idea to be like, yeah. oh, let's just put this. Yeah, let's just do this. Yeah. Done. And I mean, it, it's great, too, because... Uh, throughout the years, you know, seeing people when they wake up and, you know, or even if they're out in public, mm -hmm. you know, or say they come into the bar and you could just be like, oh, shit, you know, like, look at this dude. he just it's rolls in yeah, and then <laughs> see what I'm saying? I like it. So alfalfa will live forever. That's pretty cool. But unfortunately, he unfortunately, died. right. Unfortunately, he got shot up for 50, 50 bucks. 50 bucks. That's a shitty way to You die. can take my 50 bucks. You can take whatever you want. Did he me. have money? Like, was he famous? I mean, for back then? Apparently he squandered it all. Yeah. Anyways. January 21st, 1793. Mm. Um, in the aftermath of the French Revolution, uh, King Louis XIV of France was guillotined Eesh. on the charge of conspiring with foreign countries for the invasion of France. Wow. Really? You know, you know guillotine. Oh, yeah. Soup. Rough. Just like that. Um, during the revolution, the king attempted to flee to Austria for assistance. Ten months later, <laughs> his wife, uh, Queen, uh, Queen Marie Antoinette, oh was also guillotined. Wow. So they go right after your family as well. Yeah. I'll tell you, man, you'd, you'd have to kill me before you stuck my head in that fucking, in that thing. I mean, I couldn't even imagine. I'm not putting my head in that hole, man. I'm, I'm not fighting to the, like... Right. You're, you'd have to kill me first. The restraint when you're in that predicament. You have to kill me. Or, knock, or at least knock me out. You know what I mean? Like, you'd have to come bum-rush my cell yeah. to get me out of there. Knowing uh, that I'm about to... I mean, you know, people talk about, you know, dying with dignity and... Mm -hmm. uh, oh, yeah. I'd rather live with dignity than die with it. Yeah, I don't want to die at all, so right. I'm going to fight. Right. 
regardless of yeah. what it is, yeah, till the very end, yeah. And I mean, come on, like, how do you get caught in the 1700s? But just a guillotine, just yeah. But how do you get caught though? I know that's true. But how do you get caught committing <laughs> a crime all the way back then? Right. The the only thing that they had was what eyewitnesses. That's what's so crazy. Maybe a blood trail. That. No fingerprints, no, no DNA, right. no cameras, no audio recordings. They couldn't no... do like the footprint analysis because everything was just flat. Right. <laughs> I mean, everything was just, everything looked like a boot. You know what I mean? It's just, okay, cool. So he was wearing boots. Great. So, you know. And then later on, oh, it was the wrong dude. No, no I guess bad. we locked his head off for no, no reason. I mean, I guess if you're, you know what I mean, like King Louis or, you know, Marie Antoinette, when everybody knows you, you know what I mean? But People will act, yeah, you're more well-known. But still, I mean, so you change your clothes and change your whole thing up. Right, and then nobody will ever know you. Yeah. I would have I been a criminal back in the day. I think, what's the point in being, yeah. in not being? I think back then, being a criminal was, it's like par for the course, you know what I mean? Easy now, you know, compared to nowadays. Yeah. Videos and I think to commit a crime now, you either have to it's be damn really near impossible. You have to be really lucky. Yeah, like everything really has lucky, really lucky. Yeah, or you have to literally study your crime mm-hmm. for a year. Yeah, but I don't even think then that you know what I mean. Because what one loose little piece of hair, one, one mistake, fingerprint, one. Spin, if the, if the cops do their research correctly. Right. You know, right. But, yeah. But I mean, you know, it's just crazy to me. It's why I, don't, I wouldn't even bother trying to commit one nowadays. I wouldn't either. It's because it's nuts. Nope. <clears throat> so, January 21st, 1908. Smoking. Used to smoke. I used to smoke. New York City passes the Sullivan Ordinance, making it illegal for women to smoke in public. Women? Women. Just so just women. So just men could still smoke in public. Us men can smoke. Kids could still smoke cigars at the carnival. Kids can still smoke. <laughs> yes, they Watch can. Watch the show on Monday for that <laughs> reference. Or on Wednesday for that reference. But when it comes to women, wow. Can't smoke. That's like extra messed up. It's ridiculous. Like what? I, whatever. It must have been a weird image. I don't know. Like Sexist. Yeah, whoever was in charge, they're like, oh, well. Hated women. It's not attractive for women to smoke. Or, you know, yeah. That guy probably hated his wife and just did it to piss her off. And that's exactly it. Which is really shitty. So, yeah. Smoking January 21st, 1908. Which, I don't know how long that law held up. Right. It couldn't have been very it long. It couldn't have been very long. <laughs> no. It couldn't have been Because these women long. were like... <sighs> right. Why well, am cooking dinner? So Right. <laughs> right, because <laughs> back then, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But anyways, guys, that is our history for this week. Thank you again so much for joining. We hope you learned something. We sure is. Mm-hmm. We sure did. Always. Uh, don't forget to check out all of our history shows every Monday night. You can find all of our back catalog ones and all of our new ones on YouTube yep. uh, every Monday. Uh, also, our full-length shows every Wednesday on YouTube and then our live shows every other Saturday afternoon on Facebook. Yes. And if you haven't done so already, just remember to hit that subscribe button. It would really help us out. We appreciate all the support so far. Yep. And we'll catch you guys on the next one. See ya! Cheers. Greetings, Gladiators. This is Alex. I just wanted to say thank you for supporting One Drink Podcast. They are a couple of friends of mine that are supporting me. And uh, they help me sell my monoprints. 
These are my mono prints. I make all these to be unique. They are all one of one. So when I print them, I make sure my graphics are laid down in different spots every time. And these thick hoodies all get the headpiece. So that's pretty cool, I think. Cheers to that. Um, <clears throat> also, I just wanted to let you know, there is a discount code for you guys. One drink. If you punch that in as you're checking out, you get 15% off. So I will see you soon. And thanks again for the love. Peace.